Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Listen. Now the serpent was more cunning than any... Now? The serpent. Now? Let's all say that together. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God... All right. The beginning... God. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now, now the serpent. The book of Genesis is divided into three sections. You can divide it into three sections. The first session is... The first session is the creation. And it, is, it, it took two chapters. But actually it's a very long period of time. It took two chapters. So Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. Do you know how it starts? Genesis chapter 1 starts with, in the beginning, God. The personality introduces God. Then the next phase is chapter 3 to chapter 11. And the personality introduced there first is who? The serpent, who is the devil. The serpent introduced the fall. And then the next phase is chapter 12 from verse 1. And for God had told Abraham. So that is the call. We were created, we fell, and we are called out. Right. Now, in Genesis chapter 3, that's where I want to just focus about the fall. It says, now the serpent was, read it. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. All right. The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he was more cunning... Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of the, every... The serpent said to who? The serpent said to who? Wow. Is it possible the serpent may be trying to talk to you? <laughs> the serpent said to the woman, Has God indeed said you should not eat of the fruits? All right, so... When you read the, in, in the book of Genesis, in Genesis chapter 2, God planted a garden, and there was a river in the garden. There were minerals in the garden, gold, bdellium, and onyx stones. And then there was a tree of life in the garden, and there was a tree of the, of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. Do you know what was also in the garden? The serpent. The serpent. You are wise. The serpent was also in the garden. But the serpent was represented by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Or the devil was, his nature was represented by the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the serpent was the personification of the devil. Came. Whilst God was also coming to the garden. And God's nature was represented by the tree of the knowledge. So God created them and had been coming in the cool of the day to have interactions with Adam and Eve. So God comes and hangs around because he created us for fellowship. Verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So they heard a sound and God said, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, I heard you coming and I was afraid. So I hid myself. He said, I was, I was, because I was naked. He said, who told you you're naked? Have you eaten on the tree I told you not to eat? He said, the woman, you gave me. And he said, woman, what have you done? The woman said, the serpent beguiled me. So, so in the garden, God had been coming to them personally because he created them, he had a relation with them. But Satan had not actually come to them yet. So his first coming was to come and disrupt what God was doing. So Satan was there, but he was what represented the nature of the devil who was represented as what serpent was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what was represented, what was representing God was the tree of life. And God told them, eat the tree of life so that my nature can come into you. Satan will also say what? Eat that. Why should, why did Satan want them to eat? Not just because he wanted them to disobey God. 
so that something can happen to them. So when God said, don't eat, he wasn't just trying to place injunction or restriction. He was trying to protect them. Just like God tells you not to do some things, God told you forgive somebody. It's not because of laws and uh, for what? What does it add to him? Just imagine. What does it, what does, does you, when you obey some command, in what way does it add to God? He actually does for you. Yeah. It's in Job. He says that if a man sins, does he do, what does he do against God? And if a man uh, does righteousness, what does he do for God? No, it's himself. Yeah, 35, 6. Okay, read it. If you sin, what do you accomplish against him? Huh. Or if your transgressions are multiplied, what do you do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give him? Or what does he receive from your hand? Your wickedness affects a man such as you. See, your wickedness, you is affected. It doesn't affect God. So God told them, don't eat of this tree because that tree was representation of the nature of the serpent. For your information, everything that was in the garden was also in Revelation. So the tree of life, the river, the, the garden had become a city, you remember? The minerals, there. The tree of life was there. And interestingly, there was a woman in the garden. Yes, there's a woman. There's a woman in Revelation. All, and there was a serpent in the garden. And now the serpent had become a dragon in Revelation. Remember, why did the serpent or the devil, why did he want them? Or let me, no, even, let me not use even once. Why did he need them to eat the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? I can't hear you. So he can inject himself into them. Once Satan manages to inject himself into man, it's like God can bring himself in again. It's polluted. Remember, remember, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God's purpose for creating man, the initial one was not necessarily to rule. The first purpose was what? Let us make man in our image, our own image and our likeness. So, read it, read it quickly. Then God said, let us make man in our image. Wash. That's where it started. He, let's make him like us, in our image. Satan said, I will spoil this image thing. If I can get him to just take a bite of my nature, I will enter instead of God entering. Because he created us to enter us. Satan said, I have to go in quick. What I'm trying to tell you, what, what did I say that, maybe it's not the title of the message, but what did I say the title of the message? I didn't want to say, Satan, where are you? So they bit, they eat, they ate it. As soon as they ate it, something happened to them. Hmm. I'm not pretty enough. Something's wrong with my legs. Hmm. I don't look good, okay. But God created you in his image. No. But there's something wrong. I need to bleach. Something's wrong. So they, they realized that something was not right because they've eaten something to them which has marred the nature. So the nature of the enemy checked in and then began to, they, be, they thought they had now know more, but it's not what they have known. Something has marred them. Interpretation has become warped. Their approach to life had changed. When they saw anything of God, do you know what they did? Huh? What they do? What do you say? They, they, yeah. You go and try and preach Jesus to people. Yeah. I don't. I don't need it. It's the Satan's nature. They are not evil per se, but the nature. I'm sharing something very profound. So the nature of the devil checked into man from that on, from that from that time onwards. He's always, Satan has always been in the Bible, the serpent. So in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, listen to what he said. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old. Ah, now he's a dragon, but his Bible said he's that serpent of old. Read it, listen to him. 
called the devil and Satan. The serpent of old is the devil, is the Satan. Now he's a great dragon in Revelation. Read verse 2. He laid hold of the dragon, mm-hmm. that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan. Listen, who is the serpent of old? And Satan, the same person. Satan, devil. He's called a dragon of old, the serpent of old. He was operating in, still in Revelation. So, where is he at the moment? <laughs> because he was in the garden. And so where is he? He is at large. He's at large. We need to know what Jesus had to say from verse 20. I want to show you something. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. The Messiah. Uh From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from From the elders. From that time, he began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things in the hands of the the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed. And And be be killed? killed. How many of you know why Jesus came on earth? He came to die. So actually, according to God's plan, when Satan entered at uh, when made man eat there, he judged Satan in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, uh, 15, and he says that you, the seed of the woman, so you shall you bruise his heel, and the, the, you bruise the heel of a seed, and the, uh, he will bruise your, he will crush your head. All right. Now that's God. That what that's, that statement is what made God an evangelist. Told you the proto evangelion, the first um, gospel preached was God. So it was good news that in, in, even though watch this, even though you have managed watch this, even though you have managed to inject yourself into man, so that the nature of God cannot come in, he said the seed of the woman will crush your head. The seed of the woman will crush your head. You will bruise his heel by who crushed your head. So the woman in Genesis chapter 3, it represents three particular women. Number one is Eve. Number two is Mary. Because Jesus is the seed of the woman who is Mary. Number three, a certain woman in Revelation. But Satan, God told preached the gospel, and he said, you thought you've gotten advantage of man, but it it won't even take me to deal with you. It will take man to deal with you. So Jesus Christ was born to die in order to deal with the devil. So he was telling the disciples, he said, what do you think I am? The way you are following me, the way you are enjoying my relationship and my miracles, who do you think I am? Or who do men say I am? Say you are a prophet. Some say you're Elijah. Some say good things. They all say good things about him. He said, but who do you think, who do you say I am? Peter said, you are, you are the son, verse 13 of six, Matthew 16. Peter said, you are the Messiah or you are the Christ. It's the same thing. Messiah, Christ, the same thing. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Do you know what that means? That's the one who is promised to come and deal with the, the seed of Satan or the nature of Satan. Christ is the only one who could deal with the nature of Satan. So Jesus said, it doesn't take human nature to know this. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father has opened your eyes to notice who I am. And Bible says that he told them, don't tell anybody. And then verse 20 said, from that time forward, he began to tell them how he must go to Jerusalem and be arrested by the priests and the elders, and be killed. So he was beginning to express the messianic assignment, teaching them. Don't worry, this one is not a dragon. Teaching them. So he began to teach them what this messiah's assignment must be. Read on. Then Peter took him aside. Peter said, Oga, Oga, Oga. Come out for here. Took him as I said, sir, you can't be talking like that. I have the revelation. Hey. I just told you you are Messiah. 
The Messiah is supposed to live forever. The Messiah is supposed to be an everlasting king. The Messiah is supposed to be the one who doesn't die sitting on the throne. The Messiah is not. Why, why are you talking like this? Why are you talking like this? But you see, you have to be careful who advises you. Because they may advise you into your comfort away from your destiny. It may not be evil intentioned, but sometimes Satan will take their well intentions, their well-meaning advice. Satan will jump into it to kick you out of destiny. As the way you are going to church is not becoming too much. At least stay home a little bit and enjoy, relax, because you'll be too weak. And the devil tells you that at least you even give some to the church. Who told you church is looking for your money? Anyone who makes you think church is looking for your money has deceived you. Satan spoke to them. Church has never been looking for Well, Was there no a church before you were born? And when you die, there'll be, a, there'll be church. Before you decide to come to church, people are already enjoying church. So where, what makes you think that it's your money that can survive a church? It's like I'm briefing before you came. Suddenly you say, it's t- it will take you for me to brief. <laughs> so, and he began to rebuke him. Pastor, read it. Then Peter took him aside. Peter took him aside. Sit down. Eh? And began to rebuke him, saying, this. far Watch be this. it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. Far be it from you, Lord. He used the term Lord, Adonai. Lord, that's my Lord. How many of you can agree with me that it's, he actually was trying to protect him? Yeah. To the extent that that same Peter, when Jesus was arrested, he took the knife and began to want to fight. He said, put your knife back in the sheath. You can't defend me. I am on a program. And the program can only be fulfilled through death. But Peter started saying, no, you can't die. You can't die. You can't die. Death is not a good thing. Don't you understand? You can't die. And then what happened? Look at this. But he turned and said to Peter, Come, come, come again. So try and be talking to him. Jesus was talking, finished. Then Peter took him aside. He's talking. Talk, we're talking. Oh, but you can't die. And then so he, when he spoke about I can't die, Jesus turned. And what did he say? He said to, wait, wait, read it again. But he turned and said to Peter, Said to who? Peter said to who? Peter. Who was talking to him before? Peter. And he said to who? Peter. So now he's coming to talk to Peter. What did he say to Peter? Get behind me, Satan. Where is Satan? Our Lord Jesus said, this is the man who said you are the son of God. God, he, He preached the best gospel. God opened his eyes, saw Messiah. But because of his humanity, Satan had already checked in long time. So Satan began. Where is Satan? He checked in long time. Before you were born, he's inside. Yeah. You are going to be looking for the devil. You know, when you go to Westminster, the Abbey, the images they've drawn. You think that those caricatures, that's not the devil. They paint the devil like a dragon with a tail and ugly looking. In the medieval period, they did that to spite the devil because the theologians knew Satan was a very proud creature. And so to spite him, they have to draw him like an ugly caricature. Just to, That's why all those ugly, strange images of Satan came in. But Satan, you haven't seen him. He's already inside human beings. That's why he has become a dragon, because we are growing. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say. Jesus said to Peter, do you know what he did? He didn't talk. He had turned to him and addressed the nature of Satan. So kept him because Satan was trying to block and abort the mission of God. So it was about destinies. It wasn't about Peter and comfort. It was about the purpose of God. Satan wanted to stop it again. Peter would think, the disciples would say, but Jesus, why do you call him Satan? They may never understand. So John the Baptist was sent by God to come and preach, prepare the way for Jesus to come. And John the Baptist, when he came, do you know what he told them? I think in Luke chapter 3, verse 7, interestingly, the same thing is in Matthew 3, 7. Matthew 3, 7, Luke 3, 7. Can you read it, please? 
Then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized. Can you imagine? This is John the Baptist. He said to the people who have come out to be baptized by him. What did he say to them? Brood of vipers. What is a viper? A snake. A type of serpent. Brood of vipers. Why are you calling human being vipers? He must have had some insight and revelation mm. about the human nature. Mm. Brood of vipers. Then Jesus also shows up on the scene in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Matthew 12, 34. Brood of vipers. Ah, who is talking? Jesus. Jesus. What did he say? How can you, being evil, speak good things? He addressed human beings as brood of vipers, snakes. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 33. Please follow this very carefully. Where is the devil? <laughs> It's inside human nature. Really. Serpents, brood of vipers. This is Jesus talking. He called them serpents. Why didn't he call them goats? Well, I, when, where I grew up, we call you goat. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey like you. Or my mother would say swine. Where I grew up, we've nev- people have never been insulted with Vipers, snakes. I don't know where you grew up, but we normally don't use snakes to insult people. We use other creatures like cow. (laughs) Goats, goats. (laughs) Like like in church, as we are learning from Bishop Doug, orangus. Orangus is oranguta, a particular type of monkey. And in, in, in church, you know the orangutan, people who are not loyal, who are not faithful, they attack our church. They are members, but you can tell they are orangus. <laughs> but Jesus says that serpents, brood of vipers. How can you escape the condemnation of hell? Ah. So it, serpent, the condemnation of hell is for the nature of the devil. And that's, that's why it was a big thing. He needed man to eat of that tree. So that man, instead of being like God, wow. can become like the serpent. From that time, humanity became the seed or the sons of the wicked one. So, Jesus told a parable about a, a sower went to sow seeds, mm. uh, wheat, when men slept, and the enemy came and sowed tares. Yeah. And the servants of the man came and saw that someone has sowed. Master, didn't we sow good seeds? Where are these tares from? And the master said, an enemy has done this. Then the, 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 the servant said, I'm reading from Matthew chapter 13. From verse 23 downwards. And the servant said, Master, so should we go and cut out the tears? Hey, no, no, no. Because in your attempt to weed out the tears, you will also end up weeding out the wheat. Because the wheat and the tears are very similar in their early stages. They are very similar. You can't be able to differentiate from orangus and proper church members. <laughs> So he said, no, other than that, you actually affect the good ones. So he said, so what should he say? Leave them, let them grow. When it's time for the harvest, wheat will produce wheat. Tears will produce nothing. You can be able to tell from the two. It's in your Bible. So let them grow. And then they came to him and asked him. So he decided to explain the parable. He said, can you tell us what's the meaning of this? Look at verse 20, 37. I'm actually going to 38, but look at from verse 37. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. Oh, who sows the good seed? The son of man. That's Jesus. Uh-huh. The, the field is the world. The field is the world. Uh-huh. Watch the, this. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. Who are the sons? Those of us who are born again. Jesus is the one who sows us into this world. The good seed in the church, like our church, they are the sons of the kingdom of God. How about the bad? Watch this. 
But the tares are the sons of the wicked one. Ah, who is the wicked one? The devil. Has he got sons? Yes. You are brood of vipers. From that time, humanity by nature became sons. So Jesus told the Pharisees, watch, watch this, watch. He told the Jews who were having a discourse with him in, 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 um, um, in John chapter 8, verse 44. John 8, 44, he says, you will do the work of your father. Your father is a liar. And they say, who is a father? They say, Abraham is a father. They say, no, the devil is your father. Read it. Jesus said it. You are of your father, the devil. You are of who? Jesus talking to Jews who are children of Abraham tells them that you, he's speaking in a certain spiritual realm. Tells them that you are of your father, the devil. Where is Satan? Inside man. So it wasn't only, listen, the serpent wasn't only in Genesis. Oh. No, so you have not been seeing him. No, he's checked in. He's inside. The, and Revelation is a, is a dragon. So, I, I said, do I still have the devil inside me? That's what we have to find out. <laughs> do you want to know? Yes. <laughs> okay. Some of you, even the way, the kind of desires you have, Makes you feel, I think there's a devil inside me. <laughs> Jesus said, Brood of vipers. Ah, uh, so, and in, in Romans chapter 7, Paul said, You know, I just don't like doing some things. I, I don't feel like that. You just don't like doing some wrong things. Are there some people here who don't like doing wrong things? Paul said, I don't like doing wrong things. From verse 14, uh, 15. Just read it. For what I am doing, I do not understand. Uh huh. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. Oh. But what I hate, that I. And you don't want to do it. The things you don't want to watch, you keep watching. By the time the night is over, you are so down. You didn't mean to kiss. I put your way I put your By the time the night was over, or by the time you got back home, what you didn't want to do, done it. And you know what? What I like about it is, can you get up, please? When when you finish and you go back. You're so down. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Me, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're, 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 you're so down because you really wouldn't want to do that. You really didn't want to do that. After the heated blowjob. <laughs> don't behave like you don't know what I'm talking about. I know you are here. That's what I'm telling you. And when you come to church, you actually don't feel, you actually still will come, but you, are, you, you really feel sorry. Because the way yesterday, you were, oh, Jesus. Jesus, look at the way Saturday you were preaching, preaching. Oh, sister, why? It's so true. So, you know, the sister sitting near you or the brother sitting near you, May, if he finds out, maybe even you made a mistake and you got caught watching things at home, you didn't like it, but you forgot to clear it off your phone. So you came to church and you're going to read your Bible and then he came and he starts, hey! <laughs> you know, they will never ask you anything. <laughs> now, you want to explain yourself to them, but they have no <laughs> And the problem is, they may think you are not who you are. But you deep in your heart. You know you really love God. But the problem is there's something inside me. 
keeps drawing me, warring against my body. So the thing I don't want to do, I find that what I want to do, I want to wake up and pray for two hours. I actually don't. don't. <laughs> but I just want to finish it. We have to close. Finish it. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, watch it. I agree with the Lord that uh-huh. it is good. The law is good. Uh-huh. But now it is no longer I who do it, uh-huh. but sin that dwells in me. So, you see, sin here is personalized, it's not an action. S I N. Somebody's living inside me is causing this thing to happen. It's sin that dwells in me. Sin that dwells. When did he come and live inside me? Oh, from the creation. When we had that thing, he checked in. He said, I've checked in. Inside, inside it. So now, read it. I'll show you something. Read it. But it is no longer I who do it, but mm-hmm. sin that dwells in me. Yeah. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh. Uh-huh. Nothing good dwells. In my flesh. God created the flesh good. But because of Satan's nature, really nothing good dwells in my flesh. And it doesn't mean your physical body is not good. It means that your flesh, your actual nature outside of God is mad. Because the nature of Satan mixed, came to mix it. So it makes you look at core. You look like a serpent. Wow. You have the nature. That's why I said brood of vipers. Sons of the wicked one. Continue. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. That is their problem. I really want to do it. To will is present with me, but how to perform? Hey! For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but <laughs> sin that dwells in me. Oh, so some a personality living in me is the one that causing these things to happen. So, you know, when Peter spoke to Jesus, Jesus addressed that thing inside. Yeah. Yeah. Get deep behind me, Satan. Ah, Satan, where is he? He's right inside Peter. Yeah. Oh, but Peter just said, he saw revelation about yeah. Jesus. Yes, but the human nature there, Satan. So Jesus addressed the nature of Satan. Said, "Get behind me, Satan." Why? Well, let me show you something. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity ah! to the law so, of sin. So I look, I look like a slave. That's why when I preach to people and they feel so proud, arrogant, I don't need... Meanwhile, you are, you are at least struggling with an addiction. Yeah. Hmm. You think you're so intelligent. How come? An intelligent person like you, how come you have an addiction? How come you are not free? How come? How come you have a son, you can't even take care of your own children? Meanwhile, you have money, you are spreading on other women. I thought you were very intelligent. What's wrong? How come you don't know how to treat a woman? How come you can't be gentle on a woman? How come such a professor like you, you rape a woman? I thought you were very intelligent. What's wrong? Don't give me the crap that I don't need God. You actually am a miserable person without God because you don't owe yourself. You don't owe yourself. Many people's life are messed up, and yet the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they think I'm okay, I know what I'm about, I know what, but they are not happy. There are too many people who are not happy on the streets of London. Very sad because life, they have money. But life is scattered in their hands. They don't know how to control things. I don't understand why someone should be doing drugs. And yet they believe that they are fine. <laughs> really? You actually need Jesus. You need to see yourself because you know that you, go to, you can be arrested. Why can't you stop? I tell you to stop it. It's just alcohol. You can't even stop it. And yet you tell me you are in control. Control of what? 
You are a sex slave. Anything in a skirt, even if uh, a rabbit jump into a skirt, it gets your attention. It gets your attention. It gets your... Whilst I'm preaching to you, you are looking at someone's mom. And you're coming to throw arrogance at the, ghost, at the word of God that can set you free. It's not a personal attack. But what you don't know is Satan's nature is messing you up. You were not created like that. And so he said, oh, wretched man, listen, listen to this. But I see another law in oh, wretched, wretched man, man. That I am. Who will deliver me from this body of How death? many of you have felt that, that before? Sometimes you feel you are helpless. Because I don't like the way I'm living. But I seem to be enslaved. And it's, oh, wretched man. Because this thing... The sin has already entered me. Sin, not actions, but a personality is inside me that is making me do things that people would think I'm a bad person. People would think I'm a thief. People call me a thief. People call me a cheat. People call me a liar. People call me a slut. People call me all kinds of names. But they don't understand. I don't even know why I still like him. I don't like him, but I know. Watch this, sister. I know I shouldn't like it, but I can't help it. I don't know why. I don't know how wretched man that I am. <laughs> but there is hope. What is the answer? I thank God through Jesus Christ through our Lord. Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, I'm going to show you as we close. In what way does Jesus take care of this problem? And then the second question, so why am I in church yet I'm still having these issues? Number one, how did Jesus, because the nature of this devil has entered into human flesh. Anyone who is born by a woman, by a human being, anyone born is born of the flesh. Bible says whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. So you, do, you cannot have um, Richard Branson's DNA because he didn't father you. You may not like your mother. Sorry, it's her DNA. You may not like your father. Sorry, your father's DNA is inside you. Your grandma. Haven't you seen sometimes children are born and they look so much like their grandmother? <laughs> it's a DNA issue. So you are born just like the people who gave birth to you. And so Jesus also, God said, I know how to deal with this thing. I am going to come myself. Romans chapter 8, verse 3. For what the law could not do in that it was weak. Do you know what it means by what the law could not do? It's nice to see you. Do you know what it means by the, what the law could not do? What the law could not do, what, you know, he said there's a law. I want to obey it, but I can't do it. So the law was given so that we can be more like God. But when the law came, rather, we are looking so much, so much like a devil because the law is so straight and we look so crooked. So the law was meant to help us. Actually, it came to condemn us. Not with the intention to condemn us, but we look so condemned in the, in the, in the presence of the straight law. So it says that for what the law could not do. Why? Because it was weak in the flesh. When it comes to your flesh, stop talking about Ten Commandments. You will still fail. Wow. <laughs> Ten Commandments. Ah! You will fail. You will fail. You don't have what it takes to please God totally in your, in your, in your nature. You can't do it. That's why I have problems with people who are making also always making so much noise about Ten Commandments. There's so much noise about you have to do, you have to do. You have, it's not about you have to do. Just put your faith in Christ. Thanks be to God. Put your faith in Christ, and Christ will empower you. That's what I'm going to show you. As long as you live outside, outside of Christ, your the serpentine nature will begin to mess you up. So he said, for what the law could not do. Why? In that it was weak through the flesh. The law was weak through the flesh. Why? Because the flesh has the nature of Satan. So the Lord was weak through the flesh. Go ahead. God did by sending his so son. The Lord could not do something. God did. How did he do it? He sent his son. Watch this. 
in the likeness of sinful flesh, yeah, on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Ha! What did he condemn in the flesh? Sin. Where is sin? Where has sin been hiding? In the flesh. flesh. So, what the Lord could not do, because it was weak in the flesh, okay, God sent his son, Jesus. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh, so he also became like flesh. And then had the, the sin that was in the flesh, he met him, he met the sin, head on. He met the sin. So, uh, this is the flesh. He's been creating problems. And then God brings the law. Flesh, do it. The flesh can't do it. God, the law is weak to the flesh. So Jesus Christ, God said, okay, I'm, me, myself, my nature, I'm coming to come into this flesh. So God took on flesh. He sent his son in the likeness of, so when Jesus came, they were seeing him just like us, normal human being, but he was the likeness, God in the flesh. So the flesh has weakness, but Jesus also came and took on that flesh with the weakness. And now, let's see, how is he going to do, he says that, read it again, read it again, let me show you something. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. That is where we are going now. Sin that has checked in the flesh, Jesus condemned it in the flesh. How did he condemn sin in the flesh? That's the biggest question now. That's why Satan said, you can't go and die. You have this flesh. Don't kill it. Jesus said, shut up, Satan. I'm going to take this flesh to the cross. <laughs> How do you know that, Pastor? I'm glad you did ask. Most of you know what John 3.16 says, isn't it? What does John 3.16 say? That he gave his only begotten Watch this. He gave what? What was the job of his only begotten son? To take on the sinful flesh and tackle sin in the flesh. For God so loved the world. Let's go. For God so... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. So when you believe in his son, but most of us, we only know John 3.16. But tonight, I want to draw your attention to John 3.14. John 3.14, we are all going to read it from our Bibles. Are you learning something? I'm learning. 14, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter your version. We are all going to read it out loud from our Bibles. All right, let's go. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. As Moses lifted up what? Serpent? Even so what? Ah? Huh? Now, we, you have to get the story of Moses. They sinned against God and serpents were biting them. And they begged God, please forgive us. And God told Moses, do a, a, a serpent, a bronze. That's the sign of uh, pharmacy. Since that, that's what pharmacy, the serpent on the, is actually a sign for Jesus. So the, the serpent, so he said, do a bronze serpent. Listen to this. Make a bronze serpent, put it on a stick, and raise it high. So that anyone who can put his faith into that thing, the venom of the serpent will be crushed. There is a difference between the bronze serpent which Moses lifted, and the different, there's a difference between that serpent and the serpent that was biting them. What's the difference? This serpent had venom. This first serpent didn't have the sin. So he came in the likeness of sinful flesh, yet without the sin of the flesh. And this is what I like about what he did. So he took it, and he said, now it's time. 
to crush this thing on the cross. So as Moses lifted the serpent, he was also going to be a serpent lifted on the cross, crushing it, the nature of sin. He said it destroys sin in the flesh. But when he was about to do that, that's why he came. Satan said, you can't die. You are the Messiah. You can't die. Keep the flesh alive. <laughs> he turned, not Peter, but he turned to Peter and he addressed the nature of Satan. Satan, get thee behind me. You can stop the work of God. <laughs> When you, when you preach an ignorant religious person who tells you Jesus' death doesn't matter. Sometimes I don't even have the energy to waste my time. You can't understand. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Because you are, you're, it's a Satan's nature that's talking. The person may not be bad, but you just don't have a clue. So on the, on the dying on the cross, First John chapter 3, Actually, I should have quoted that first. First John 3.10, it talks about how anyone who commits sin is of the devil. Read it. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Ah, so Satan has children too. That's what I told you earlier. So he said, the children of the devil are manifest. How? Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Wow. Nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning. So anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God. But I want us to go to verse 8. He who sins is of the devil. Hey! Why? For the devil has sinned from the beginning. When did he start? From the beginning. So sin makes you like him. He has put his nature in us. That's why he makes us sin. But go on, see. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Oh, so he was manifested for a purpose. Tell us, what purpose? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Ah. So when he was dying, he was actually destroying the works of the... Many people think that by, by casting devils, by healing the sick. No, 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 that wasn't the destroying the work of the devil. Because before he came and was healing the sick, the prophets were also healing the sick. They healed Naaman. They were healing sick. So Jesus didn't come, but Elijah couldn't, Elijah couldn't spoil the, destroy the work of the devil. The work of the devil can only be destroyed through death on the cross. Ruth chapter 2 verse 14, because the children are partakers of flesh and blood. Because we, those who are sons of God, I don't know if you are sons of God here. Yes, we are all children of God. Not all, sorry. Those of us who have Jesus inside us. Okay, ready? Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, uh-huh. he himself like Hebrews 2.14. Jesus himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the oh. power of death. That so why did he be share in the flesh? Same. So that through dying, through death, when he was dying, he, <laughs> when he was on the, ro- on the cross. Yes, yes. He was working. He was working. Yes, he was working. He was working on the cross. What was he doing? He was killing the Satan's work, destroying the nature of the... So that through death, he might destroy him who has the power of death, who is the devil. Yeah. Now, when, he, when you believe in him, you give your life to Jesus, believe, and he, he checks in now. Now the nature of God checks in. So those of us who are born again, guess what? Bible says we have become partakers of the divine nature. Now, that's what Adam didn't have. He never had it. He was supposed to have had it in the garden if he had eaten the tree of life. But he didn't eat the tree of life. And he went and ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so the nature of Satan checked in. But when you come to Christ, because he came to destroy the nature of Satan in the flesh, when you come to Christ, he passes that authority to you. But the only thing is that you have to stay constant in Christ. So you can be born again and you haven't stayed, walked in the spirit, and then your flesh begins to reign. 
Because the flesh has been mad by the devil. The only way we can have an upper hand over that is when we are in Christ. For this reason, the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works. So when Satan made Eve and Adam, when he made them eat the, of the tree, fruit of the tree, God said, well, I think you spot it. You have given me opportunity to preach the gospel because the son is going to come, the seed. Now watch this. You are a product of your father's seed because women don't have seed. You didn't know that. They have eggs. They don't have seed. Oh, how many of you didn't know that? Or how many of you don't agree with me? No, a woman can be pregnant by herself. The seed comes from the man. It's called sperm. Yeah. The sperm is a seed. It's sown into the egg. Then it fertilizes the egg. Then the egg becomes a fetus. And then fetus, after nine months, becomes a baby. So women don't have seed. So why did the Bible say the seed of the woman? <laughs> because Jesus Christ, he didn't come from a human, natural man's seed. So don't joke with women, no. they are powerful. <laughs> he said, the seed, you bruise the, head, the heel of his seed, of her seed, and her seed will bruise your head, crush your head. And in Galatians 4, 4, Bible says that when the, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son under the uh, law, born of a woman. Isaiah said, God himself will give you a sign. What's the sign God is going to give us? A virgin shall conceive. Think about it. Oh, come on. You can't deceive me. How can a virgin be pregnant? That's what I'm telling you. Because this one, God himself is going to enter the womb of a woman. Check in from the womb and then come be born as flesh. Then, he, then when he has the flesh, he will take the flesh to the cross and crush it. And then release those of us who through our lifetime have been bonded to the devil. Message. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at carries.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.